I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. So, (laughs) man, technology hates us today. I bet it was a car warranty. I keep getting stuff about Camp Lejeune. What's that? Were you poisoned by the water at Camp Lejeune? Are you going to get a part, be a part of that lawsuit? Do you I, know if you were poisoned by Camp Lejeune? Time to find out. <laughs> Looks like I was, even though I don't remember ever being there. I've told ghost stories about Camp Lejeune. Have you? And I really wonder if that's why that has happened. So, sorry, my phone was just ringing in our introduction. <laughs> and that's the kind of episode this is going to be, y'all. Woo, yeah! Strap in. Okay, oh. coming up, we have multiple sleep paralysis stories. All right. Rebecca has pulled together some spooky news Ooh. for us this week week and we have a bigfoot story yes love a good bigfoot story stinky bigfoot i cannot wait uh but first we actually have to send a big shout out to our new patrons of course topa elena gallegos Kara fogel and leah bernards remember if you have binged every single episode of haunted af and there's nothing left to listen to if you get on patreon patreon Patriot, get on patreon become a patron yes we've got tons of exclusive content there um you want me to do it? Patreon.com slash Haunted AF. Very good. <laughs> That's the funny thing. We actually just taped a pregame, which is when we kind of warm up. My favorite um, is when Julie's like, we have no content. And then we literally just talk for, I don't know, 15 yeah. minutes. Patreon might not be the thing for those of you who are like, shut the hell <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, if and, you hate us, don't yeah. listen to that. <laughs> shut up and tell a ghost story. Not for you. But no. we do share ghost stories. We do primarily share ghost stories mm-hmm. over there. We also share a lot of bullshit you probably don't care about. Right. But it's like therapy for us. Absolutely. A free therapy. Quick reminder, we're going to be at the Spooky Spectacle on September 24th and 25th. That is Granberry's Paranormal Expo. And we want to know if you're coming. Yeah. In, in fact, keep in mind, Haunted AF, it's me and Rebecca. That's it. That's it. They're no in, one else. No staff. We don't even have an intern. No. But I just found out that we are supposed to have someone manning our table while we are doing our panels. Okay. And so I'm like, so are we asking for volunteers uh, right now? <laughs> Anybody want to man our table in Cranberry? So, so if you say we're coming to the sure. spectacle, you might be asked to man the table. To man the table. I love this. To be a haunted AF correspondent for the weekend because, yeah, that's the kind of bare bones operation. We're running over here now. Okay, before we get started, your daughter. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to make you cry, but I think the people want to know if you're doing okay this week. <laughs> I'm not. Aww. No, I am. I'm actually very excited for her. I'm excited for all of us. It's just hard to take your kid off to college. We're very, very close. It'd be one thing if she was an asshole. She isn't. She's great. <laughs> And no, she's, she's such a good kid. She's such a good <laughs> so kid. So far from the a-hole. She's a good She's a good friend. She's a lot of fun to have around. And we all miss her very, very much. And it's, you know, it's hard to 
miss somebody, but it's also hard to see people you love being sad because her dad and her little sister also miss her a well, lot. Yeah. And so um, UT is a great school. Austin is wonderful. And I'm so jealous that the dorm that she's living Dude, in. Dude, I'm jealous of her dorm room. Yeah, it's she has a great dorm and her room is great. She loves it. We had so much fun decorating it and stuff. But the building she's in is super old. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. even haunted. It has its own ghost story. Does it really? It really does. I went to UT. I have never heard this. Well, I Googled it. There's kind of the urban legend story. Of course. It's like, oh, yeah, there was a woman who lived there and during World War II Mm -hmm. and her fiance, she was a student and her fiance died in battle and she couldn't stand it. So she threw herself down the elevator shaft. Okay. And now she haunts the building and haunts the elevator. It's almost like a Lady of the Lake type story. Which I think every city has some type of Lady of the Lake type story. Right. But it's funny because when we moved her in, we had to use the elevator mm-hmm. to move her shit in. And it is a rickety ass. I was going to say, yeah. it's something like, oh, stop. Yes. Yeah, it's <gasps> one of those. First of all, it's like, it doesn't look like an elevator. Right. It, it looks like something in 1933. They're like, hey, let's just put a box in here. And <laughs> it doesn't need to be more than five and a half feet tall. No. My, my husband's like leaning over in it. It's not even square shaped. It's kind of a weird. Man, that is freaky. It is deaky. so freaky. I'm like, this definitely feels haunted. Yeah. But then I Googled it again, and there was an ABC News story about <laughs> this haunted dorm. So evidently, there's that story, but there's an additional one that one of the former administrators hated having her picture taken. Okay. And so, but there's a place in the dorm where they ho- hang up pictures of the former administrators. Uh-huh. So years later, she's long deceased, say it hung up her picture, but her picture just kept falling down all the mm. time. And they would hang it back up. And then they started hearing, like, noises and knocking. Uh, lights would turn on and off by themselves. Awesome. Housekeepers heard noises in empty storage rooms. And then the fire alarm went off one night. Oh, and a, for a period of time, the heater wouldn't turn off in the whole building. Ew. And so the current administrator says she went to the woman's picture and was like, cut it out. You're freaking us out, okay? Just yeah. cut it out. And that everything stopped after that, what? which she thought was really weird. But they do say that even today, they'll hear coughs in empty rooms, which could be squatters. Well, yeah. Um, but also the elevator will go up and down when the building is empty. Oh my gosh. So I really am hoping something happens and Emma has to like call in and be our correspondent. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I know. But of course, this is my teenage daughter who's completely gooned out whenever I'm like wanting to tell ghost stories. I was so. going to say, you know, she's going to be pissed off if something happens. She probably won't even tell you. She probably won't. Because she's like, no, nah, I'm not going to give my mom the satisfaction. She will literally have like a partial apparition floating around at the foot mm-hmm. of her bed. She'll be like, Please. I don't have time for this. Yeah. But the whole college move in mm-hmm. is the reason that, forgive me, this episode is going to kind of suck a little bit because I just didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't have time to Understandable. do the things that I normally do. Rebecca has jumped in with some spooky and done news. Nothing. <laughs> no, you have been really, really helpful. So thank you. But we do have a couple of stories. Why don't you read the first one? All right. Hello, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Martina and I am writing from Milano, Italy. Oh, wow. I'm so jealous that you me live in too. Italy. Uh, first of all, I just want to say hello and that I love your podcast. You're such a charismatic duo. Thank you. Here's a ghost story from when I was five. I have no recollection of it since it's actually my mom's story, although I was partly involved. When I was little, I showed stimming. 
I had to look it up. It's kind of like stimming is um, when kids do like repeated physical movements or behaviors. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually a very common yeah. thing. Again, I, I, I'm dumb, y'all. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> you are not dumb. You keep saying that. You're not dumb. I'm feeling dumb. I'm sorry. Don't let the Hamlet thing pull you down. Okay? <laughs> oh my God. Twitter erupted over stupid Hamlet. People were really giving us a hard time for not knowing the proper definition of Hamlet. We cannot be your everything, okay? Look, we there, know ghosts. The end. You can be an educated smart person and yes. still not know everything correct yeah you Thank can still you. have stupid moments amen in fact, everyone you're allowed to have a really stupid Thank moment you. today and you are yes. not going to be judged for it amen all right so one day my mom's friend told her he knew someone who could help me that someone was a catholic friar and that something was an exorcism just a quick <gasps> little exorcism oh my. she'll be fine no it's totally normal everybody does it anyway she took me to this friar he said some prayers sprayed me with holy water and that was it Sorry to disappoint, but it was nothing spectacular. Yeah. yeah. I am a little bit bummed about that. I really, it's like we need levitating beds. I know, and, and vomit and yeah. like all that good stuff. The only image I remember from that moment was my mom crying like there's no tomorrow and the friar consoling her. Evidently, after the exorcism, the friar turned to my mom and said, by the way, Gisela, I want you to know that your father asked you to stop crying. He is well now. See, my mom had recently lost her dad after a long, devastating illness. When he died, she was not at the hospital with him, so she carried this guilt each and every night she would cry herself to sleep. The friar gave us two religious medals, one each, and then sent us home. Well, that night, somehow my mom lost her medal. She was inconsolable and searched the entire apartment for it, almost dismantled the kitchen looking for it, but was nowhere to be found. She went to bed and cried herself to sleep again. The next morning, my babysitter arrived. My mother told her about the medal, and after a few minutes, my babysitter found it on the coffee table in the living room. Right in the middle, and I mean right in the middle, as if someone had placed it there to be seen. Mom believes my granddad wanted her to know he was right there with her and that he was looking over us. That night, for the first time, she didn't cry, and she hasn't cried ever since. Ciao, Martina. Thank you, Martina. Oh, that's great. What a great story. Have we ever heard from somebody who had been exercised before? I, I had a Bible teacher in high school who said he had done exorcisms in Africa when he lived there. What was his name? He had a crazy Mr. name. Mr. Honey. Mr. Honey. Mr. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. It was like a, someone from the Philippines, I think. That had actually been exercised? Yes, because he had been sick, and they said there were demons in him. Oh, we got to go back and find I know. Him. I was like, that sounds kind of familiar now. Oh, okay. So this next one mm-hmm. says, hey, Julie. Hey, Rebecca, it's Huggy Bear, a.k.a. Sean. I absolutely love the podcast. I binged every episode and I'm all caught up. I want to share one of my most recent experiences with y'all. It happened back in April and involved my dog, Chopper, who just turned 13 years old. I live in North Carolina and I'm a part-time paranormal investigator. I also collect haunted objects, especially haunted dolls. Chopper is my cuddle buddy and always has been. So on this particular night, I woke up feeling as though everything except my head and my right shoulder was in some sort of paralysis. I looked over at Chopper, who was standing at the foot of the bed, like standing on the Mm -hmm. bed at the base of it, and acting like someone was petting him. His tail was even wagging like crazy. So I called his name, but he didn't acknowledge me, which is rare. It's dark in my bedroom, but once my eyes adjusted, I could make out a small childlike figure peeking around my dog. I honestly wasn't frightened at all. In fact, I remember saying, oh, hello there. And then I laid my head back down and went back to sleep. What? I know. How do you... We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings 
from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. No, I'm sorry. You don't see a small child shadow figure petting your dog, petting your dog, and then just lay down and roll over, go back to sleep, and that way deal. Um, well, you do if you're Huggy Bear because he also collects these haunted dolls and he keeps them in his room. So, uh, P.S. I'm an aspiring YouTuber, Ooh. so I hope it's okay to plug my small but growing YouTube channel of called course. Huggy's Haunting. So far, it's mainly videos of me investigating my haunted dolls, and he did send pictures of these nasty dolls. Mm-hmm. Please stop collecting haunted dolls. No, like, I know. I just but he also sent a picture of Chopper, who is so cute. Oh, I'm sure. I love his dog. Have you checked out his YouTube channel? No. I was going to say, I wonder if there's any proof, like if he's caught anything on actual video. Oh, I don't know. Huggy's Hauntings. Let's all go check it all out. All right, I'm in. Uh, so our next story comes from Marie. She says, hello, Julie and Rebecca. Okay, I heard you call for stories and I want to help. Uh, Like a lot of people over the last two years, I've been working remotely from home. In that time, we have upgraded two of three TVs in our house. No issues at all. However, the older TV had me freaking out recently because it's been randomly turning on and off. I work for a very large fashion industry and there isn't much downtime. So at first I thought I was just overtired. But throughout the day, usually when I walk from my office to the kitchen, the TV would turn on. I know where the remotes are and the husband is always at work when this happens. Honestly, I thought, am I making this happen? I told my husband and he noted that the TV had recently gone through an update and so had my Apple Watch, which installed a remote on it. Every time I was walking through the living room, my (laughs) Apple Watch was turning on the TV. I hope that makes you laugh. I absolutely love listening to your show, Marie. God bless you, Marie. That's fantastic. (laughs) By the way, we would love to share these stories anytime. Absolutely. Yeah, and for the record, so many people have reached out to me and said, you know this issue you have with your lights turning on and off? Oh, no. It might be a real electrical issue that you want to look into. And guys, I I am fully aware of that. And I mention it to my husband all all the time. time. (laughs) It's like (laughs) while we're sitting there and it's like freaking poltergeist in our living room while we're trying to watch Big Brother or whatever. I'm like, you know, we might have an electrical issue. (laughs) The whole damn house might be about to burn down. I swear, I'm going to be mad if it is an electrical issue. (laughs) And that Dave just hasn't helped you take care of this problem for years. years. Like Dave. This next story comes from Fatima. Hi, ladies. I just came across your podcast, so I'm doing my best to catch up on all of your episodes. I've seen ghosts and heard things go bump in the night, but nothing scares me more than sleep paralysis. And sadly, it's been a common thing for me over the years. The first time I experienced it was when my son was two years old. His dad and I had a one-bedroom apartment, and times were tough, so we had a queen-size mattress on the floor. One night we were asleep, and I was on the edge of the mattress that faced the bedroom door. I woke up and felt a presence coming towards me. It was like the Dementors and how they moved in the Harry Potter movies. I was completely frozen and could not speak. I was even making those, like, whimpering sounds, trying to call out my boyfriend's name, but nothing would happen. Finally, I was able to scream his name out, and that woke him up. I gasped and looked up and saw this black shadow, like, float and disappear into the bathroom. To this day, I still 
refuse to sleep with the bathroom doors open. I make sure all the damn doors are closing. Nothing open on my watch, LOL. I have a few more stories where my legs were pulled and my neck was twisted to the point where I was actually sore for two weeks. Okay, girl, why didn't you start with those? Because of the sleep paralysis. That happens? I haven't heard of I that. I have not either. That is from Fatima. Honestly, I have had that thing where I'm trying to I'm trying to wake myself up or wake my sure. husband up. And uh, so I guess I've had a little bit of sleep paralysis, uh-huh. you know, where I'm doing that like, help, help. Help me. Yeah. And finally my husband was like, honey, you're having a nightmare. You know, you're like, and wake like, up. Shut up, Julie. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Go back to sleep. <laughs> but no dementors, thank God for that. Oh, so you helped me out this week. Because, Barely. yes, you pulled together some spooky news stories for us. So I take did. it away, Rebecca. Uh, so this one actually has to do with the Tampa Bay Rays, the baseball team. And this is kind of like, do you remember way back when we talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder and how they yes, would put yes. their opponents in a scary hotel, like a yes. haunted hotel? Um, so kind of the same thing I think is happening with the Tampa Bay Rays. They're allegedly freaked out by staying in Milwaukee's haunted Fister Hotel. It is Fister, right? Mm-hmm. The word Fister sounds so dirty to me. I know. I'm sorry. I thought the exact same thing okay it's okay because my last name is fisk and sometimes people will call me julie fist and, and my, you're like please don't please god don't my joke is that that's my porn name <laughs> i'm sorry if you do not start an only fans with that like <laughs> no you could just be showing your fist like for real your fist <laughs> i'll just do like you would get so many subscriptions like in the first month and then when everybody realizes it's just your fist they're gonna be pissed <laughs> I'm just saying cash grab. That's all. <laughs> okay. Cash grab. Moving along. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the Brewers, they're the ones that put them up in this haunted hotel, supposedly. And third baseman for the Rays, Yandy Diaz, he's especially worried. And his teammates are not helping the situation. Um, they're actually like kind of prodding him, if you will. Um, they taped a ghost cartoon on his locker with the Spanish word ciudado, mm. which means watch, watch out. out. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's actually considered staying at a different hotel uh, while they were in Milwaukee, but the management of the hotel actually promised him that they would put him in the newest tower, which is not haunted. Good. So it's completely ghost-free, so Yandy lives to see another day. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I really would love to hear stories of things actually happening beyond, who was that, the Meta World Piece? Who, oh, yeah, like, that's right. Ron Artest, who aka, had, yeah, yeah, Meta World Piece. Had, like, ghost sex or something. Right. I think he got a... <laughs> <laughs> From a ghost. I don't know that for a fact. It's kind of like a glory hole, though. If you could actually see it, you wouldn't want that happening. No. Well, thank you for that, Rebecca. No problem. And in the future, I would, I'd like to do this once a week where you have some spooky news just because, um, because I suck and I can't (laughs) get my act together. All right. So we just got this story. I think this came in like this morning. I was so excited. This is from Heather. Hi, ladies. I'm a huge fan of this show. Uh, I listen to it all the time. Actually, I binge it until it creeps me out. I need a break. And then I binge it again and the cycle continues. You'd think as an educated adult, I'd know to just listen to a couple episodes, take a break, and then continue. But the stories are just so good that I can't stop until it creeps me out and I can't do it anymore. (laughs) But please don't stop. It's amazing. I also want to thank you for introducing me to Booze and Bourbon. They are out of Nova Scotia. I am in Beaumont, Alberta, Canada. So just a couple provinces away, but still within our beautiful country of Canada. 
So thank you for introducing me to them. They're fantastic. So this story is a story from my husband. About 15 years ago, he had a Bigfoot sighting. My husband is in the oil and gas industry. He had a remote job where he was a battery well operator and had to check wells and make sure they were operating well. And where he was located, you'd have to drive about half an hour east of High Prairie, park your vehicle, and then you'd have about an hour and a half quad ride, so riding your ATV, into uh, where his camp was. He would be by himself for sometimes weeks or months at a time. Um, No other human being would be around. He'd just be on his own. And so this one day he's checking wells and he decided he wanted to have a break, a little bit of a snack. So he stops on this trail that he's on and starts having a snack. Turns his quad off so it's nice and quiet. You can hear all the beautiful birds chirping, leaves moving, all that beautiful stuff. Anyway, as he's having this break, he says about 40 feet in front of him, he sees like a shimmer, like in trees, you know, when leaves kind of flicker in the breeze, that kind of thing. He said it was almost like that, but it was quick and then it stopped. He thought nothing of it. And all of a sudden where he saw that shimmer, it just kind of stepped out onto the trail. It was crazy tall, super hairy standing on two legs because at first he was like is that a bear like I, I I've never seen a bear on two legs for that amount of time and my husband said it almost like it looked at him he couldn't make out a face that far away and then he just started booking down this trail this thing was crazy tall and it was hairy and running so fast so my husband <laughs> shoved his snack back in a pocket and started his quad and started chasing after this animal. As he's chasing, he's getting this smell and this smell is terrible. It's like, he said the best way he could explain it was like a terrible, overly musty smell. So obviously something that really needed to be washed. So um, he's chasing this thing and he chased it for a good, it seemed like a long time to him, but he said, in all honesty, it was just a couple minutes. And then all of a sudden this animal does a 90 degree and just books her into the bush. When I mean bush, it's dense forest. There's like a normal human being, a normal man would not be able to run through this like this this animal was. So my husband turned off the quad and he can see all these trees swaying and you can hear like branches breaking, moving and just something running really fast. All of a sudden, silence. You don't see trees moving anymore. Uh, you don't hear the crashing, crazy noises anymore. My husband's like, you know what? It's probably safe for me to back out of this area a little bit. I'm by myself. So he starts going back and then he thinks, I want to see if this thing left any tracks. It recently rained, so it was muddy. So he quads back to where he thought he saw this animal and he stops and he looks down and it is a huge, basically like footprint, but huge. So my husband then calls what Um, We have conservation officers or um, fish and wildlife. I'm not sure if you guys have them in the States or what they're called there, but they're basically there to protect animals and humans um, at the same time, uh, keeping them separate, but everybody happy and and healthy. So anyway, he calls them and says, hey, I, I saw something and there's like this weird track, like you guys need to come out and check this out. So conservation officer comes out, takes a look. And is flabbergasted. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. Um, my husband tells him the story. And the conservation officer is not sure. He's like, are you sure it wasn't a bear? And my husband was adamant that it was not a bear. Because this thing never ever got on four legs. It stayed on two, stayed upright. And it was crazy tall. So 
they took a casting of the the track of the print and that was that my husband never followed up with it because they were already skeptical of him already so he didn't want to push that boundary and you know make it a little bit more uncomfortable though we both wish he had we would have loved to know what came from that but yeah since then we've been huge sasquatch bigfoot believers we love the stories that you guys have on here in regards to the sightings and and the sounds so thank you for that side note uh <laughs> obviously i love paranormal because i listen to it all the time because my family and i have all had huge amounts of paranormal activity if you're interested just let me know and i would love to send more recordings thank you so much for the podcast and please never stop it's so amazing take care so what did he do with like the bigfoot print well he gave it to the mountie and yes we do have something like that in the u.s i think it'd be like a park ranger would be my guess right that was kind of the end of it i would not willingly give over my bigfoot evidence <laughs> I, I, I would not I, I would be like this is mine now you right. can come visit it when you want correct and now i'm gonna get rich yeah. off of it but my bigfoot print is staying with me hey heather we would love more details about this story and i also love the mental image of your husband out there on his four-wheeler <laughs> i really for a minute thought you were going to say that he got off his four-wheeler and that bigfoot got on it that would have been amazing yes and like the, bigfoot stole my four-wheeler <laughs> yes the idea of a sasquatch on a quad was for a moment like squat oh it doesn't rhyme i thought it was going to squat, squat on qu a quad but it does not <laughs> Squatch on a quad. i'll take it i will watch that tv show um uh, okay guys don't forget this week uh our companion blog it's at hauntedaf.com with pictures links all that good stuff we will share huggy bear's pictures of his dog chopper because he's just too cute not to and those gross haunt dolls i don't actually know if i want to see that one of them's um, like a clown no thank you yeah no thank you we'll also share a link to the spooky spectacle stuff um if anyone wants to come to granberry for a haunted weekend we would have so much fun with you it's only five bucks y'all five yeah. whole dollars and you can be the haunted af um, um intern yeah for the day yes because looks like we're going to need it and send your stories we need your spooky stories haunted Amen. af podcast at gmail.com we like them written and recorded we've had some amazing audio recently like heather's uh like james last week mm -hmm. we love to hear your voices so we do any chance you get to do something like that please send it if you're having trouble figuring out how to record it let us know we'll walk you through it you can also just film yourself too you can oh yeah film absolutely yourself, and if you don't want us using the video we can just take the audio mm -hmm. off of that so there's a lot of ways we can do this or you could just write it again write it all down on today a podcast at gmail.com send it to us yes so we can use it in season eight of haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts please follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course tiktok you can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamalica and travis vance for the haunted a theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.